Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Hey, I'm so excited about Weird Al, yes. <laughs> yes, Weird Al is awesome. Fact. Yes. So this week, we're going to talk about diets yeah. and just different Diets that we've tried in our lives, different ways of eating, different results we've gotten from these different eating programs, whatever you want to call them. I think it'll be kind of fun. I think so, because people will learn you are like a machine. You can just eat the same thing over and over again, and I cannot. And for us, having meals together can make it very difficult when trying to eat a certain way. Yes. Yeah. So we could talk all about that kind of stuff. And I think it's probably, it's a good time to talk about something like this, especially the new year, people in the middle of their new year's resolutions and everything, trying to figure out what kind of eating plan they're going to start or have started and how they can stick with it. So we'll talk about a couple of different things that we've done that have worked for us or maybe that didn't work for us and just different little things that we've done to try to stay on track Mm -hmm. and keep on track when trying out some of these different diets what do you think sound good all right great so can you remember the first time that you did a quote-unquote diet or learned about what it was or heard of somebody being on a diet i mean i was familiar with diets because just growing up as a kid you see and hear people talking about them being on diets and different things that they would eat but I don't know when did I I never felt like I went on a diet like I'm gonna do something to lose weight well I was on the seafood diet I seafood and I eat it (laughs) wow yeah I love food wow (laughs) wow okay yeah no I just I, I, I mean I guess it, I would go through points. So like you break up with a boyfriend and then you just can't eat and I'd lose weight that way. So in a sense for me, that was a good way to lose weight, but not really a healthy way to lose weight. Okay. But so you, you can't recall the first time you ever went on a diet or heard about what a diet was well, or again, dieting when I was a kid. Like yeah. Okay. So I hear I'm about just, people going on diets. Sure. I just didn't know if there was anything that stuck out in your mind and then. That it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right yeah that's... i like food it wasn't until more so when we were together that i started learning more about healthier eating because i thought healthy eating was having a healthy home-cooked meal of like meat and potatoes and vegetables and well that can be healthy it can but just i guess like home-cooked meals compared to eating out fast food does that make sense so i thought that was like home cooked meals was eating healthy regardless of what it was oh okay no matter how much like butter is on something 
I see. If it's okay, a homemade meal, I looked at that as more healthy compared to going out to eat somewhere or fast food. Okay, so what you're saying is if you made macaroni and cheese at home, that was healthy compared to going out to eat and getting macaroni and well, cheese there. No, if I... Or you're saying if you made like a pot roast, for yes. example, and you did it at home, yes. it'd be better and healthier than going out to eat and getting a, the same pot roast. Or going out to McDonald's and getting burgers well, yeah, and fries. I mean, I think everybody, hopefully, everybody listening to this can agree that eating something you make at home is healthier than something you get at McDonald's. I, I would just assume, hoping, but that's what it, that everybody that's would, what would, I would think that. That's what I looked at it as, as being healthy. Okay, all right. all right, that's that's cool. I mean, for me, I learned about, I guess the first time I ever heard about diets or anything like that, probably on TV as a kid. Didn't know what the heck a diet was. Just assumed that it was something you had to do to lose weight. Because I remember growing up, like the Weight Watchers, those commercials oh, were yeah. on TV Jenny all the Craig. time. Jenny Craig, mm-hmm. yeah. Weight Watchers. There was like those Carnation Instant Breakfasts. Do you remember those? I remember that. I wonder if they're, are those still around? I think they are. As I remember uh, drinking those as, as a kid, like in high school, like my mom would buy them at the store and those there wasn't were, Those time were to such eat. a ripoff because yeah. they did not fill you up. It was chocolate no. milk. It was, yeah, it was such it was chocolate. I remember them giving me the worst stomach aches. Mm. And I would, I would take those and then go to school and then just all day just be fighting to have to go to the bathroom Aww. just feeling so just sick to my stomach they would just mess with my stomach so bad and i think there there's a lot of dairy in those right well don't you mix it with milk i think you mix it yeah you mix it with milk so yeah whatever whatever was in it used to bother the hell out of my stomach so yeah carnation instant breakfast yeah and i never looked at that as healthy just quick but it never filled me up so i didn't like it see i think with a lot of this all these different I guess, quote unquote, Nutri-shake. healthy food. Yeah, those kind of things. With yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff, it's all marketing. Like me, I was I was drinking those because my mom was buying them, and we, you know we'd get up early. We didn't really have time to make food or anything like that. We'd get up and just kind of drink something quick and go to the bus stop and get to school. And I think a lot of those things, it's all marketing. Like it's marketed as something healthy, something quick, something instant. Yeah, but it. Is it's it not, really healthy? No. I mean, I wish I had one of those right now so I could look at the nutrition label to see what exactly was in it. Well, have you ever looked at diet pills? Uh, yeah, I mean, not in a long time. But. I, I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh, I want to lose some weight. And I looked at diet pills. And all of them that you could buy over the counter, the instructions would say, like, drink with three glasses of water. Well, of course you're going to feel full. You just drink three glasses of water. Sure. And you were doing that three times a day. So... I was like, how is that really working? You're just drinking water. The water will that, make you full. Oh, well, that's, there, there, there it is. Yeah. That's pretty much what a lot of that stuff was. And that's why a lot of those things don't last because. It's trickery. It, yeah, yeah. Again, all, a lot of that stuff is just marketing. It's all, it's for like, I know a lot of the fat burners and weight loss pills and stuff like that. The stuff that worked, it, you can't do anymore. They've made it illegal because what was a real effective fat burning stack was 200 milligrams of caffeine, 20, 25 milligrams of uh, ephedrine. And I think it was a hundred milligrams of aspirin or 200 milligrams of aspirin, something like that. It was, it was the ECA stack. It was ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin. You take the ephedrine and uh, together with the caffeine, they would, they're stimulants and they would, uh, with the aspirin would thin your blood so that you could soak in those two, 
chemicals quicker and it would first off makes your heart race but it would also speed up your metabolism and it would oxidize the fat so you you would actually burn fat taking that stack i I did that when i was in high school like my junior or senior year i can't remember which uh just to try to get lean and and lose body fat not that i was a fat kid or anything but i wanted to be as lean as i could because i was trying to get into wrestling at that time and i was also big into bodybuilding magazines and stuff. So you want to look like what you're reading about and what you're seeing in the magazines and stuff like that. So yeah, you want a low percentage of body fat. Yeah. And so I I remember doing that and that worked and that was something everybody said worked. And if you look at the fat burning pills back in the day, all the different diet or bodybuilding type of fat burners and that kind of thing, that was like the main ingredient in most of them. And they tossed in other stuff like green tea extract and things like that, that were purported to have fat burning qualities, but whatever who knows you know well some things too are just a natural diuretic like dandelion root yeah so certain things natural diuretic yeah you'll lose a little bit of weight but it's It's water yeah Yeah. it's water weight it's not healthy well i mean if you think about it, a lot of that stuff really isn't healthy at all and and i guess like that's kind of i don't want to get too off track of talking about diets and stuff but a lot of that culture like bodybuilding, for example, just because we just mentioned it, it's not healthy mm. at all. Oh, no. It's so not healthy for you. It's, it's awful for your body long term. And you see so many of those bodybuilders that die young, especially mm. now because of the the Instagram and Twitter era where you have to look that way year all round. The, time. the bodybuilders back like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was, was big. I mean, those guys, they would have off seasons. And the pictures you see them year round in magazines, yeah, those were all taken in like a two or three month period. And the rest of the year, those guys wouldn't be as lean. They well, wouldn't be as big. That's why you space out you your know, pictures. You like take a yeah. ton and then you get like so many per month, like one a week yeah, well, to go I mean, out. But that's that's what those guys did. And then they'd have, you know, they'd, they'd be in shape for two to three months a year and get all their pictures done in those two, three months. And then the magazines would put them out and they'd have enough pictures for the entire year, you know, until the, the following year. So anyway, getting kind of back on track, I think the first time I ever tried any kind of a diet, I'd gotten a book called Bodybuilding Nutrition Basics, and it was by Chris Aceto. I remember the name. And I, I ended up getting it because he was one of the guys that helped a lot of the pro bodybuilders and Mr. Olympias and stuff like that with their diet and nutrition. That was the first time I ever tried like an actual quote unquote diet where I would keep track of my protein, my carbohydrates and my fat. And I hated it. I couldn't stand it. I hated it because growing up, my diet mostly was like pasta and butter and tons of Parmesan cheese. Mm. Oh, that was, that was like the best because I could eat so much of it. And oh man, to be young again with that kind of metabolism. Oh my gosh. And then it would be ice cream as much as I could eat. Like I'd eat like a gal, like you know those box. You know they do they still sell them in boxes, like the box of ice cream. It'd be like a half gallon. I'd eat like an entire box in one sitting. See, I would. And I wasn't a big kid. I wasn't the tubs of frosting. I would eat like a whole tub of frosting. Man, those were the days. Holy cow! So bad for you, (laughs) but be a teenager. Yeah, but I mean, being a teenager, you're growing. Your hormones are raging. Your your body's just. Your metabolism is so, you know, at least mine, was so fast and it didn't matter what I had. I was still relatively lean. You know, I always had abs and stuff like that when I was a kid. 
just wow to be young again. Mm. But yeah, that was my that was my eating, and occasionally I'd have like macaroni and cheese, but very little in the way of like meats or chicken. I didn't really eat a lot of stuff. My I was always eating like pastas mm. all the time. I'd have pizza occasionally, and I'd have pepperoni on my pizza with extra cheese. That was like my that was my protein. That was like my meat intake. See, I, I think I was lucky because my dad loves to cook and he would cook these wonderful homemade meals. So we had really good like mix of meat, like protein with vegetables. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I, yeah. I didn't have that kind of thing. That was. Yeah. We would have like pasta night or sometimes we do pizza. But I, I, yeah, I was really lucky because yeah. dad is an incredible cook. Yes. Yes. I can. I can attest to that. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that was like my my diet, if you will, while I was growing up as a teenager. And then, you know, I get into wrestling. I move out on my own. And that's when I started. That's when I was really starting to study nutrition and different ways of eating more and started really experimenting with different things. And for me, I found always just keeping it as simple as possible. And that would be the way I would follow any kind of eating plan for, for me. I know a lot of people need variety in their diets. I'm not one of those people. If I, I find something that works, I just eat, do that and stick to it because it's easy for me. I don't have to think about it. I know, okay, I need to get this much of this macronutrient. I need this much of this. Okay, if I eat two cans of tuna fish with uh, one cup of rice, I know that I'm getting exactly what I need to get. And then, I, oh, I need some fat, so I'll toss in a tablespoon of olive oil. That's my perfect meal. Perfect. I ate that for I don't know how many years in I a know, row. Because when we started seeing each other. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would just eat the same thing all the time. That's what I ate. Now I can't stand tuna fish. I mean, I really couldn't stand it then either. I'd always try to figure out ways to mask the taste. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I just eat the same things over and over again. And then you met me and I started cooking for you and baking and. And I got really, really overweight, Aww. and I started adding all these extra pounds. Not the whole and, time. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm Come teasing. On. I'm teasing. But no, yeah, that that would be it. And I would always give myself a, a cheat meal mm-hmm. or a cheat, excuse me, a cheat day. I'd have like a day of the week where I just cheat. Best day of the week. Yeah. Cheat oh, day. Yeah. And then the older the older you get, I don't. Not everybody's like this. Obviously, everybody's different. But for me, the older I got, those cheat days got. I would just eat more and more <laughs> and it'd be harder and harder to lose everything that I'd eat it's on like that cheat day. It's like a full 24 day. hours of cheating. Oh yeah. It would go from like just in the afternoon and in, in the early evening to breakfast, noon, night, you know, having three meals. Then it would be like, oh, I'd have to have three meals plus two snacks. And oh yeah, it, I got bad for a couple of years there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's, do you remember the first time we did like a, a diet together where we, we kind of, you wanted to, I, did you want to eat the way I was eating or how? Well, no, we, it was when we were going to get married, right? When we decided we, we want to drop a couple of pounds, so we could look good on for our wedding pictures on the beach. I think and stuff so, like but that. we were mostly working out. I wasn't changing my diet. It wasn't until after we got married and okay. we tried a few different things before we found our groove, but I was talking earlier with you about it. There was this one, we were doing P90X and we were working <laughs> yeah. out seven days a week. Yeah. And one of the diets, it was like, it would have your exercise. So 
we would do certain kinds of workouts. So even if it wasn't a P90X day, we still did other things. And you'd start with your cheat day. You'd eat as many calories as possible. And then the next day was a fasting day. And then the third day, I think it was like protein only, but the way it was is we did protein shakes. Yeah. And then the day after that, I think it was like a low carb, high protein. And then the day after that, so it was a seven day cycle Mm -hmm. of like switching things up. And the day after that, I want to say it went down to like high fat, no carb and low protein. And then it went to like high carb, low protein, no fat. It was like weird the way it was switching up. And I, I wish I had my book in front of me because it's somewhere in the basement. Do you remember what, what it was called? I don't remember what it was called. Hmm. But we definitely lost weight. I lost a good amount of weight doing that. But the problem with it was on the protein day where we did protein shakes, it upset my tummy so much. My stomach just hurt all the time. Yeah, I was like, I can't keep doing this. And I love food way too much. And I was like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. I think that that's the hardest thing with sticking to diets and stuff like that. It's, uh, they're so, they work. Yeah. Most of them, if you follow them and you stick to them, they work. Uh, it's just finding the right one. Well, that's for the you, thing. Like, you know? I like variety. Then we just started eating super clean. So we would steam chicken. Yeah. And we'd have rice. We, everything, I remember everything I did was I did portion control. And I remember when I used to have pasta, I would take like a whole bag of pasta and cook it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's my pasta. That that was my portion, a whole bag or a whole box. Yeah, and I put like olive oil on it. Like whatever could fill my bowl. Yeah. And then we started eating clean. And portion controlling. When, and what I, do you say eating clean? What does that it, mean exactly? No processed sugar, no like junk food. So I remember, I think it was the gluten-free pasta we were doing too because it makes it al dente. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we like that. But I used to go from like a bowl of pasta and I started doing portion control. So I'm like... When you say portion control, you mean you would just eat what the package would say is a serving was. size? Okay. yeah. We were logging everything in our Fitbit. It would track our calories. Yeah, that's right. So I was taking accountability for what I ate. And I went from like a bowl of pasta and I just go down to an actual serving. And it was shocking. I just thought that, how can that yeah, you look satisfy at it and go, my appetite? That's how like How is nothing. this a serving? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I started doing that. So I went down instead of, you know, five servings of pasta, it would be one and then a steamed chicken breast and maybe some olive oil. When I wanted something to satisfy my sweet tooth, I would freeze a banana and then mix it with um, maybe like some cocoa powder or some other fruit and make an ice cream out of it. I found all different ways to take healthier, cleaner foods and satisfy my sweet tooth if I wanted something sweet and it wasn't high in calorie, it wasn't no processed sugar. Doing stuff like that, I lost a ton of weight. And we previously talked about, and was it one or two episodes back where I lost all weight and people were like, oh, you need to eat. Are you anorexic? It was at that point when I was working out six days a week and eating super clean. Mm -hmm. I just, the weight just melted off. Yeah. And I still had a cheat day because I remember on Saturdays it was our cheat day and I'd be eating raw cookie dough. (laughs) 
I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh I mean, I was still able to enjoy my cheat day. And I'm like, man, I I wish I wrote down everything that I had for variety because I forget it because I'm like, I should just do that again. It worked. It worked for you then. It may not work for you now, though. But that's the other problem because as you get older, what used to work for me doesn't always, especially after having a third baby. Yeah. Your well, body changes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the trick to to nutrition and diet and all that stuff. It's just figuring out what works for you at that moment yeah. in your life, at that time it in your changes. life. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta imagine definitely for especially for women because when you have a child or several children, yeah, it's kind of it changes everything in your body. Your body chemistry completely changes. Right? Your does. hormones, everything, everything's different. So it's almost like you you look the same on the outside. Well, aside from you know putting on the baby fat, the baby weight fat, and and uh, and then losing it or whatever, but your your whole chemistry changes. So everything, you got to remember, anytime you're putting food into your body, it's a chemical reaction. It's you know yeah. you're digesting, you're breaking it down. It's a chemical reaction in your body. So if you have different chemicals and different chemistry in your body now, and you're you're putting in maybe the same ingredients, the same stuff, but it's going to come out differently or get metabolized differently. So yeah, it's got to, it's got to be definitely a a lot more difficult for women, especially I would think. And I think for me, I just need to cut out the processed sugar. Yeah. Cause I I love sugar. I, I, I have to say universally, everybody that eats sugar, if you just cut out sugar, you will lose weight. Yeah. You will, you will drop weight. You will drop pounds if when, you just cut out the sugar. When you were eating not too long ago, uh, just like steak, meat with a little bit of rice. Yeah. And I did that for two weeks, no sugar. I lost weight. I lost like 10 pounds in two weeks. Sure. I'm not surprised. But yeah. my problem is if I go without something for so long, I will make up for it in a day. All like the sugar I went without. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, now I need to fill that. Now I need to have a five-pound bag of Cadbury mini eggs. Yes. In one 10 sitting. Pound. Yeah. yeah. I, no exaggeration there either. You've done it. I have. I've seen it. It's, it's, <laughs> You're like, it's disgusting. It's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really love sugar. So for me, it's, I've learned like I have to moderate because if I just cut something off completely from myself, once I have it again, I just, I'll go crazy. My, it's like I want to make up for it. So it's like just allow myself to have it in moderation and try to find things like it did before where it's not a ton of sugar, but it satisfies that sweetness. So the Zevia drinks, mm-hmm. I'll have a ginger root beer. That will help. Or dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. They're delicious. I'll have a couple of those and that helps. Yeah, I mean, that's important, especially for for like you where you love sugar so much, you have a problem. Like you are definitely addicted and you got to remember, and this is like everybody listening. Sugar is a drug. It has drug like reactions on your brain and on your body chemistry. You become addicted to it. Our children's pediatrician actually said when you're born, the first thing you're addicted to is sugar because there's sugar in your breast milk. Yeah. It's naturally sweet. So you're born drinking breast milk and getting that sugar and you become addicted to it for me it's like that's the one thing i'm addicted to is food and sugar yeah yeah you are for sure you have a problem 
I guess it's good that problem. it's not drugs or anything like that. Well, no, but, but it, it, it is. Dr- it is a drug it, in a way. It's, it's not classified by the government as a drug, but it's a drug. Yeah, it really it's it is. It has all the same properties, and like I said, some people would argue that it actually could be worse for you than than illegal illicit drugs could be, just because of the long term effects it has on your body. Mm-hmm. Could turn you diabetic if you're not careful. You know, there's so many different things that can happen with sugar. And it's legal and it's in everything just and about. it's so delicious. That's the thing. That's the problem. It's, that's the It <laughs> tastes good. Yeah. It's, that's like, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've had any kind of sugar at all. It so. has. You've, you're amazing. I, 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 see, I'm not, I, I'm, I guess fortunate because I have, once I, de- I don't have to wean myself off anything. If I just decide, okay, I'm going to do this. I just, cold turkey can stop, quit, do whatever, I'm whatever I want to like eliminate that. out of my life. I can do it, no I'm problem. I'm usually like that, except for food. I have to kind of wean myself off, yeah. or it's just too hard. Yeah, it's again, it's it's challenging, and, and that's the thing. Everybody is different. So, getting back to diets, what's the right kind of diet? What, you know, there's so much. There's so many different kinds out there. There's so many different ones out there. You're seeing so many different books come out there's i mean there's podcasts that are dedicated just to diets and different types of diets there's millions of youtube channels dedicated to just different kinds of diets i know lately i've been seeing a lot of propaganda i call propaganda because that's what it is uh, about the vegan diet and Mm -hmm. everything is now pushing veganism on everybody like i guess january is like vegan month or Mm -hmm. something to me, that's that's kind of that's it's just propaganda. Like, why would I want to just eat vegetables? Why would I want to just eat that kind of? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so I, I, I have to say, if you not can. that there's anything wrong with that, because no. I've got a friend who's a lifelong vegan, and and he, his kids are vegans, and I mean they've been raised as that, and, and his wife is a vegan, and all like nothing. I have nothing against people that do that. I think it's fine. It just that doesn't work for me, and I guess for me staying on that is just the pushing it on everybody well that's the I have problem a problem with everything with that. don't push uh, yeah, don't, don't push, push your beliefs or whatever don't just push your agendas on everybody else yeah. yeah like but with the vegan diet when i was i think i want to say my like late teens i just i i've, for, I've throughout my life i've always tried to be vegetarian because i feel so bad i love animals mm-hmm. but they're really delicious and I tried being vegetarian as I was older, as an older teenager. The problem was I didn't know what to make. All I knew how to make were veggie subs. So I'd be eating like these vegetables cooked up in bread. And you get sick of that. It's not very filling. Yeah. So that didn't last very long. For me, if I was going to be vegan or vegetarian, it's more so because of how I feel about eating creatures and things that come from creatures, living creatures. Um, not for a health reason, I guess more for a spiritual reason. So more like an ethical yes. kind of, re- yeah. Okay. And th- th- and there's nothing wrong with and that. that's fine. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But a lot of the vegetarians I knew, all they ate were processed junk. So it wasn't a healthy diet. They weren't actually eating vegetables as vegetarians. Yeah. I was roommating with this one woman who was a vegetarian, but she ate fish. And she wore leather and she was a vegetarian because she thought it was cruel to eat meat. And I'm just thinking, but you're going to wear it. <laughs> and yeah. are fish living creatures? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, again, that ethical thing, it's like, I don't think you quite understand it. But hey, I mean, 
to each their own. I think I think with a lot of that stuff too is we're in the the social media age where everybody has to tell everybody what they're doing mm-hmm. and everybody has to put their business out yeah. there for everybody to see and it's more of a yeah, I'm a vegan or I'm a vegetarian. And it's something you say, and yeah, maybe you don't eat the food, but you don't actually live the lifestyle. Because, like you said, like your friend who would wear oh, leather. Oh, she wasn't my friend. <laughs> or, or what you know, what, or they, or they would eat fish or whatever. Like the, it's like the same people that go out and they they. I was I was reading an article about. Do you remember the Occupy Wall Street movement? Yes. From whenever it was ten years ago, and these protesters were getting money mailed to them for their cause, you know, donated to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they did was they went. And deposited it in the bank. They're occupying Wall Street yeah. to protest the banks, but then they get all this money and they go to the bank and they go to the bank to deposit. It's like wh- wh- what? Like what are you what are you doing? But that's the thing. People they get on these principled soapboxes and they make their principled stands, but they don't actually live the they lifestyle. They don't follow they it. They don't follow it. They just say it because they think it's going to make them look a certain way or feel a certain way, but they don't actually live it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And I love because you, I bring it up all the time, but how you say character, it's not what you do when everyone's looking. It's what you do when nobody's looking. Yeah. And that's kind of, I feel like we're kind of going off, but that's kind of the thing where it's like, if you just pretend to do so, especially with the, when it comes to a certain diet, if you just in front of people pretend to do it, but you're not really living that lifestyle, mm-hmm. you're not going to get those results. Yeah. So you can Instagram, if you're doing keto, you can Instagram a couple meals you make. But if you're running to McDonald's and getting like a quarter pounder and like large fries and a large soda, then you're not actually doing it. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and again, I think that's, that's another reason why I'm just so... I don't really, I'm not big in, into bragging about what I do or telling people the stuff that I do because it's like, I don't do it for anybody else. You know, you and for you. I do it for myself. I don't do it so you can think I'm cool or you could think I'm hip or edgy or trendy I think you're or so whatever. Hip and edgy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but, but that's, that's, I don't know, that's just me. Um, have you, so you, you did the vegetarian thing for a while. And going back to that, I had a friend in high school who wanted to be a, a vegan. And literally, like all he would eat was like Twinkies. He would eat Twinkies. But that was my point. All these people I knew who were vegetarians because he's and like, vegans, "Well, I'm not. I'm not eating animal products. Yeah, no, I'll have this. Out. I can eat this." And I'm just like, uh, "How's that? Yeah, healthy." But that was the you problem. Know? A lot of people, because they didn't know how to cook healthy with fruits and vegetables. Yeah, they just ate junk food all the time. They ate a lot of processed foods, and that's not really healthy. Yeah, I remember. Uh, getting to like the whole ethical part of of eating, I guess, uh, when it comes to animals and stuff. I remember, I want to say it was junior high, watching like videos about food processing and how they they farm animals. It might not have even been in school. It may have been something I'd seen on TV at home or something. But I remember just seeing how cows were farmed and slaughtered and that kind of thing. It must have been something I watched on TV at home. And I remember for a couple of weeks just going to the grocery store with my mom. And every time I'd go to the meet, I just wouldn't want to be like, oh, my God. All I could picture was yeah. what I saw on TV and seeing how that meat came to be in a package on my grocery store shelf. I, I, I mean, even thinking about it now, it's just – and I eat meat, full disclosure. Yeah. I, I like eating meat. Uh, but it's just the, the ethic – I can see where people would get – 
Oh, absolutely. To the point where they don't want to eat An it just because of how it was. should have a good life if yeah. it's going to become meat. And, and that's why right. when the meat that we buy, we try to make sure that, I mean. Grass fed, yeah. local, if we can. Hopefully it comes from, it comes, it had a good life. And unless you're right there on the farm watching it, it's well, your own the farm. Yeah. It's hard to know for sure. But you just hope that you're trying to be responsible enough to get it from somewhere where you know it's raised with a good life and it's taken care of yeah and and that's the that's the thing too there i mean there i don't know if there's any kind of scientific studies that have ever been done on this or not but a lot of people do believe that if you eat an animal that was mistreated that was abused mm-hmm. i guess by just being you know cooped up or whatever probably not going to taste good and it'll probably make you sick either not going to taste good and it's yeah exactly mm-hmm. because you're taking yeah. in that negativity yeah, that negative, uh, energy, negative energy that it's had. i know that i know that there, i've read a lot about yeah. people that believe that and stuff so i always try to thank the animal for its sacrifice and hope it's at peace and that it had a good life and yeah again just thanking it so yes while i eat meat I try to show my appreciation for that creature. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one way of doing it. Whether or not it actually does anything, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I would say that there, I, there's got to be something to that. It, it makes sense yeah. not to get all new agey on everybody. But I mean, it definitely does kind of make sense. But uh, like you said, unless you're there, unless it's you've actually raised the animal and you've mm-hmm. actually cared for it. And then when it's time came, you were the one that did it and I'm made sure that it was done in, in a... In a quick painless yeah. kind of way i'm thinking of parks and rec this is tom he goes to the cookout oh, the gosh. employee cookout with a yes. pig <laughs> and he's gonna like <laughs> slaughter the pig and cook it for everyone and everyone's just like what yeah yeah <laughs> okay let's begin the barbecue oh hey little guy what are you doing oh no everyone Meet your meat. No, no, no. Why are you doing this to us? Well, in my opinion, not enough people have looked their dinner in the eyes and considered the circle of life. This is your dinner. His name is Tom. <laughs> Burn. Seriously? No, I understand that it's hilarious, but that is his given Christian name. Tom is very smart and incredibly loyal. He's basically a dog. A dog we're going to cook, chew, and swallow. Dude, there's kids around here. Good point. Which one of you youngsters wants to help me drain the blood from this animal? If you do a good job, I'll give you the bladder. You can blow it up for a fun play ball. Hey, Ron, you're not gonna slaughter that pig here, are you? Not to worry. I have a permit. This just says I can do what I want. I am the director of the parks department, and this is a park. It's not a parks thing. It's against like three laws and a dozen health codes. Fine. Barbecue is postponed until I can go pick up some meat from the food and stuff. Let's go, Tom. No, pig Tom. (laughs) Yeah. Parks and Rec. Such a great show. Great show. Yeah. So there's, there's I mean, there's got to be something to that, I would think, for sure. Mm. But yeah, I think that that's getting back to diets what is the best diet but that's the thing i think you know what well, works for one person won't work for another and it that's, everyone has to go individually so pushing yeah. your agenda of your diet on other people can be frustrating because i know people have said oh yeah you should try pushing this. it can be frustrating for the person having or, it pushed or, on them or having it pushed on you okay, can be frustrating having it pushed yeah. on you can be frustrating frustrating when somebody's like oh do this do this and you try it and you're like, okay, you lost 30 pounds and look awesome. And I lost two and plateaued. Yeah. 
and you're doing the same thing, eating the same thing. Well, if you if you look at it too, like especially now this big push for veganism and all that kind of stuff, most of those like like I know a lot of the fast food places now are offering like uh, plant based quote unquote meat, mm. which obviously they're calling it meat, but it's not meat because it's plant based. Yeah. So it's not just by definition, it's not meat. M E E T. But yeah, but a lot of its stuff is it's full of soy, which yeah. is. I don't care what anybody says. Soy is not good for you. It's not good for the environment, the way it's grown and all that, the way it's genetically modified, all the pesticides that get sprayed on it. It's not healthy. I'm sorry. I don't, not by any definition is that healthy. Uh, unless, unless you're reading like an ad for soy, then, then you're, you're seeing that it's quote unquote healthy, but there's, there's no way that's healthy for you. And it's been shown to negatively affect male hormones. So if you're eating soy all the time and you're a male, you've got low testosterone. It's it's a fact. That that is a documented scientifically proven fact. There's no way that's healthy eating soy all the time. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Again, you should be going back to vegetables. Yeah, if you really want to be a vegan or a vegetarian in my opinion, eat vegetables, eat yeah. fruits, eat that kind of stuff cuz you can things get from nuts, things from the earth. Sure, yeah, you can definitely get all the nutrition you need if you're smart about it, if you're creative about it, if you actually do the research and look into it. And I mean, again, for me personally, it's not something that I enjoy. I've never tried being a vegetarian or vegan. I just, for me, it doesn't, it it just wouldn't work. That's something I know for sure I wouldn't be able to do. That's okay. And and that's just, but that's just me. Yeah, that's just me. But what about the other diets? I mean, because there's like a whole laundry list of I, I'll go f- call them fads. Yeah. You know, Atkins diet, sure. keto, paleo, like there's all these different yeah. things. So I think they're all I think they're all fads. Yeah, they all are. Because I, I mean, there are people that will find a certain way of eating and then they will they will stick to it because it works for them. It makes them feel a certain way, makes them lose weight, makes mm-hmm. them build muscle, whatever whatever they're looking to do. Because again, that's the thing. Everybody's different and everybody's got different goals. But I think we've said it before. One thing that is so important that people should do is go get f- tested for food sensitivities. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a big believer of that. Big believer of that just because of the success that I had with it. So regardless of what you want to try for a diet, if you will, get tested for food sensitivity so you're not putting something in your body that's going to make things worse. Yeah. But the other issue is I don't like the word diet because it sounds like you're going to end it. So I'm on a diet, meaning I'm going to eat a certain way and then I'm going to stop, which means you're going to go back to the results you had before. Yeah. So if you look at Atkins or keto, Mm -hmm. it's great until you stop doing it. And a part of the problems people had was they would do it, they'd lose a bunch of weight, and then they'd stop once they lost weight and eat normally or how they used to, and they'd put the weight back on because they introduced those carbs again. Yeah. I mean, and not, not to say that carbs are bad or anything, yeah. because again, it's all... It, but if when you go eat a certain way yeah, and your body's getting used to it and you're losing weight because well, of that. Yeah, if you're going and you're, you're doing, you're going to you're going to work with your body's chemistry by removing a certain element if you using you know those kind of terms if you're going to eliminate carbs yeah you're going to probably lose weight Mm -hmm. probably going to lose a lot of weight depending on how big you are or how how much you have to lose but once you reintroduce those carbs guess what they come back it's going to come back now there's i mean there's people again going back to everybody's different everybody's 
you know, metabolism is different. Their biology is different. There's people that can eat whatever they want and they look the same. Mm-hmm. There's people that, that they're blessed that way. That's just how they're made. They're, I'm not one of those people. I, I was when I was a kid, when I was younger, but not anymore. I can't just eat whatever I want. No way. And it's, you just gotta, I guess it's all trial and error for the most part. And once you find something that works for you, it's a matter of just sticking with it. And I think most people will try their the diets and things like that right around New Year's time. Mm-hmm. That just seems to be because of the resolution stuff, which we've talked about in the past. But also come summertime, when it's time to go to the beach, take your shirt off at the pool, you know, get your bikini, all that kind of stuff, people want to lose that, that weight. So right around usually May, June, people start kicking it up a notch again, trying different things. The problem is, if you want to get six-pack abs and you don't have them right now, you're not going to get them in a couple of weeks. Takes time. And it's not just your diet, but it's exercise. It's, you know, getting the proper rest, everything. It's it's a fitness and health and looking a certain way. It's all, it's a big puzzle. You got to put the puzzle pieces together. And you got to find out, again, what works for you. And I think with a lot of people, with most people, when they try a diet or a different style of eating, they don't give it enough time. Oh, yeah. You never give it enough time. And that's just, again, the just the way our society is now. Everybody wants the quick fix. Well, you got to give it at least, at least 30 days. Well, at least. Thing. You work out. So but you start you want, working out. You're week in and you've been working really hard and you've been eating so well. And you look in the mirror and you're like, why do I look the same? <laughs> you feel different, but you can't see it yet. And I think that's what deters people from them to continue go like going on this path of yeah. eating well and exercising because even though they might be feeling the results they're not seeing it and it's uh, yeah it's maybe. discouraging in a sense I, I guess i mean honestly for a lot of people depending on what kind of shape you're in yeah. if you're working out and, and dieting for a week i mean if you're 50 pounds overweight you might you're probably going to mm-hmm. drop a few pounds in that first week but you're just not, because of the like for a woman you're not going to go system. from a size 12 to a size 4 in a week no so there are people that think that that will happen but no that doesn't, it's that something doesn't we all want to happen yeah that, that, that doesn't happen yeah i mean again like i said you got to give at least 30 days at least just to see how you're feeling mm-hmm. and and what a lot of people don't do either is they don't keep track of their meals and i'm not saying track every calorie if that works for you if that's something that you can do if you're that type of person that needs to know every little detail great by all means, whatever works for you. But I don't think you need to do that. I think what people, a good practice to get into the habit of is keeping track of how you feel mm-hmm. and keeping track of those different variables while you're on a certain mode of eating or diet. Like, when did I go to sleep? When did I wake up? Did I wake up in the middle of the night? Did I exercise that day? Do, you know, that kind of thing. Water, drinking more water. That's big on any diet. On any kind of eating plan, you get it. Everybody should just, just be health. drinking more you water. Be drinking a lot of yeah. Water. So I mean, those are just like some real basic things that I think will help people if they decide to eat a certain way. It'll help them to kind of stick with it, and it's okay as well. I think a lot of people also they'll start a certain way of eating. They'll go like a week or or two weeks maybe, and then they kind of they slip up. They fall off the wagon, so to speak. 
and then they just think, oh, all is lost. Oh, well, I messed up. I may as well just, whatever, forget it. Instead of just, okay, you screwed up, you went to the cupboard, you, you had some chips, or you had a slice of cake at the birthday party. Okay, yeah, you, you probably shouldn't have had it, fine, but you did. Oh, well, just, just get back onto your yeah. eating plan, and you'll be fine. And, get, and, and go another two weeks and see what happens, yeah. you know? And, and then this time, maybe try to go two weeks in a day. And see if you can get there. Yeah, just keep give, your, give yourself give yourself some some reachable, attainable goals, and I think that you you'll have a little bit more success with your chosen path of eating yeah. or, or diet. So, what do you think of Atkins or keto? I've never done. I I, I never did Atkins or keto. I think I think they're it's like anything else. I think they work because there's people that have done them and gotten great results with them but i also think that they're fad diets i i don't know of anybody that will just has it just done adkins for i don't know 20 years let's say or or you know 10 15 years and that's the thing with a lot of these different styles of eating and diets there's that's why it's hard to say what's the best one and what's the healthiest one because there's there's very little research that's actually been done long term being the key there long term to see what kind of effects eating a certain way has on the body. And there's way too many variables with all that stuff too because if you're talking about Atkins or keto, you're eating a lot of fat, mm-hmm. a lot of protein, but mostly fat. Where is the fat coming from? What are the sources you're using? Are you just having canola oil? Because that's not good. Yeah. Are you having a lot of bacon? Are you eating a lot of beef? What, where are you getting all this stuff from? A lot of the, the studies and research that gets put out there as propaganda, because again, I don't care if you're a vegan, vegetarian, a carnivore, whatever, it's all propaganda now, everything that's out there. There's never been any long-term studies on the effects of any kinds of these diets for anybody to make the claim that this is the healthiest way. Show me the proof. There's there's none. I think the key is just moderation. Like I said before, moderation is good for for all that serving, stuff. Yeah. I went from what was five or six servings down to one actual serving. I lost weight. I I was accountable for what I was eating. So if I wanted to have a slice of cake, that was fine. I'd have a small slice. I wouldn't eat the entire cake or half of the cake. It's all about moderation and I think if people just start there, that would be helpful. Yeah, I mean that's another that's another helpful hint. You try to be a little bit more moderate with your yeah. eating. Just if just you don't cutting back just on portions if what you're, you're trying eating, to gradually. Try to lower, yeah. Yeah, try, it's it's good. I mean, some people can't just cold turkey start something. They need to gradually build mm-hmm. get into it, and that's fine. It, like like I said, it's whatever works for you. But you have to experiment and find out what works for you. But when you're experimenting with something like this, again, your body's a very complicated piece of equipment machinery it's 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 a complicated thing and it's everybody's unique everybody's different so what may work for your brother or your sister or your husband or your wife or your best friend Mm -hmm. may not work for you It, it probably won't work for you chances are so you have to experiment and tweak and just kind of take notes a little bit and just so you can know how am I feeling? Do I get a lot of headaches early in the morning when I start eating like this? Or if I eliminate caffeine, for example, or if I eliminate sugar, 
how am I feeling here? What you know, and, and just keeping track and giving it time. Yeah. You can't just go by one or two days or a week or two. Give well, it like thirty days and see I how learned, you feel. Yeah, and what I learned is it's important to choose something if you're going to try a different way of eating. Choose something that allows you to eat foods you like. If you're gonna stick to let's say a carnivore diet and you don't like meat, well, that's not gonna work for you. Or you're gonna do something like keto or Atkins where you want to have those cheat days and have your slices of cake, things like that. That's not going to work for you. Uh, Somebody I know does Weight Watchers and she just watches what she eats in moderation. So if she wants a little cupcake, she can have it, but she's got to be mindful of what else she eats that day. So there are so many different things. You got to go with something you can live with. The best diet is the one you can stick with. Exactly. That's the best diet. So it's not keto, it's not vegan, it's not vegetarian or Mediterranean or paleo or carnivore. It's the one you can stick with. But you're only going to find out what you can stick with by experimenting and seeing what makes you feel best and whichever one you enjoy best too. And again, it's just it's allowing yourself enough time to see if it works for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, what you mentioned earlier, getting a, getting like a food sensitivity test done just to see if you have any food allergies that you just don't know about, that you didn't know about. And, and the thing with a lot of that stuff too is that we didn't mention earlier, a lot of that stuff, you can actually heal your body because a lot of people suffer from what's called leaky gut syndrome. If you're eating a, a food that is irritating your gut and you know and, and messing with you that way if you eliminate it from your diet and start eating foods only that your body can handle that it can tolerate you can heal yourself over time i mean it takes time for me it took almost a year yeah. before i could start eating certain foods that i wasn't able to before before i could start eating them again but you can do it mm-hmm. and you can then slowly reintroduce foods one at a time and just, you know, eat, say for me, example, I'm using me as an example, garlic. I couldn't eat garlic, which I loved garlic. I put it on everything. And you think it's good Love for gar- you. And yeah. And I was eating tons of it because I thought, oh, it's good for my heart. It's good for my immune system. It was messing with me. I didn't know it. I would have never known if I didn't have that food sensitivity test done. So for a year, I didn't have any garlic. And then I started to reintroduce it when my doctor and I felt it was it was safe to try. And the way you do that is you just, you have it for two or three days and see if you have any changes in how you feel, any any changes in anything. Yeah. Coconut oil. You know, coconut oil was another one I couldn't have. I couldn't have coconuts. I couldn't have pistachios, cashews. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat red meat for yeah. a while. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff that I couldn't have that was just, it was messing with my stomach. It was just causing me to have all kinds of different issues. I healed myself though. I was able to heal myself. So it's it can be done, but I, hell, I would have still been, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds heavier than I am now, feeling like junk if I'd have never got that done. And I would have been trying different diets and wondering, well, why isn't this working for me? Why isn't this working for me? Well, it's because you're eating stuff that your body doesn't like, mm-hmm. knucklehead, you know? Yeah. So that's why I think that's that's a super important thing that not a lot of people do, but the people that do get it done are surprised by the results. It's worth the money. It's definitely worth the money. It's not cheap. It was uh, it was a couple hundred dollars, yeah. I think. So it's not cheap, but I mean, think about it. Long term, invest in yourself. You're investing in yourself and in your health. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. That's money well spent. That you, you spend, you know, save a couple of bucks on uh, some diet pills and supplements, and go and, go and get that done for yeah. yourself and see, you know, what what's messing with your body. I think that's that's the first step everybody should take before deciding what kind of a diet or eating plan they should get on. And then, like we said, when you make that determination and you decide, like you said, pick something that, that you think you can do mm-hmm. that's going to work for you. Set realistic goals for yourself set different milestones for yourself, keep track of everything and allow yourself at least 30 days. Mm-hmm. Two months is, is better, but yeah. at least 30 days to see what kind of results you're getting. How are you feeling? Is it something that you can sustain long term? For me, I've seen six to eight weeks is when I really notice a difference by like what yeah. I can see in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, and the theory behind that too is because it takes a couple of weeks for your body to acclimate and to adjust and and then at that point to start running properly on however you're feeding it now if you've eliminated say sugar or caffeine or carbs or fat or whatever however you're eating it takes a while for your body to now acclimate and adjust to what you're doing to it that's why i say you gotta give it time you could Mm -hmm. just go oh i'm not i still got i still got a spare tire around my waist i can't can't get rid of it oh it's been two weeks that's still there i can't you gotta give, if you're if you're looking to lose like 30 40 pounds give yourself a year yeah. realistically and you'll probably lose it before then if you're if you're strict and you stick with everything and you have a plan that you stick with but give yourself be realistic with yeah. your goals have that's realistic goals yeah that's why yeah give, give yourself realistic attainable milestones mm-hmm. so that you can you could stay on track makes sense yeah um, do you have any other stories you want to share with our audience about any of that stuff we've gone in like a million different directions we've tried to stay kind of on track talking about the same stuff but you know diet nutrition related well let me ask you this let me ask you this while you're thinking what would you say was the the best results you've had from an eating plan and what was that eating plan oh moderation eating cleaner when you say eating cleaner but could be more Again, specific like when i would eat steamed chicken, vegetables. If I was going to have rice or pasta, it would just be one serving of it with some um, a tablespoon of olive oil. If I was going to have dessert, I would have frozen bananas with a little cocoa or some strawberries as like an ice cream. Um, I, I think I did a pudding and it was like avocado and banana with cocoa and it was like a chocolate pudding mm-hmm. sort of thing. So trying to... Eat foods that weren't loaded with carbs and f- like processed like grains. So you're more of a, for you it was lean protein and vegetables. Yeah. Okay. And again, I, I'd have some rice or pasta, but it'd just be one serving. So I was very cautious on my moderation. I kept track of everything. And exercise, because for me, just eating healthy, I can lose weight, but it's exercising and eating healthy where I really see results. So for me, that's what it seems like I have to do. Well, I think for most people, the two go hand in hand. If some want, people can just eat healthy and if they're you fine. Want, yeah, I mean, if you want results, yeah, the, the two go hand in hand if you're trying to make a dramatic change in the way you look and the way you feel. How about you? The most successful I've yeah. been with diet and exercise. I know what the answer is, but I want you to tell our <laughs> listeners. It'd be probably just this last year yeah. of how I've been eating. Yeah. And and again, it was all, I uh, I had to 
heal myself first. Mm-hmm. And that was all that food sensitivity. And, that, and I did that two years ago. Yeah. It's been two years now that, uh, you, maybe longer than two years. You, wa- you had to watch everything. It was almost a complete year before you started yeah. reintroducing things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, I got the test done and then I, I met with the doctor again, like three, four weeks later for the results. Cause they have to send it out to a lab and all that kind of stuff. And we went over the results and it was that day I came home and I said, okay, here's my results. I can't eat this, this, and we this, went food this. shopping. And we, yeah. Cause anything that we had, I, and I, and that was it. When I got those results, I left there and I never touched that stuff nope. again. Anything that I couldn't eat, I didn't eat. No again. dairy, no gluten, mustard. Yeah. yeah mustard I couldn't yeah. have, which was, there was a lot of weird, celery yeah. was another one that I was, which I never ate celery anyway. It didn't matter, but cucumbers, I yeah. couldn't eat cucumbers. There was all kinds of stuff that just was messing with my system. Mm-hmm. Which I never would have known. But it made sense. Some of the stuff that you would eat and not feel good after. Yeah. It's because you had a sensitivity to it. Yeah. Dairy, gluten. Like I said, I love pasta. Eating, We would eat uh, pizza, dip it in blue cheese, and yeah. then eat like yeah. a ton of ice cream after. Yeah. Like a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. I mean, of course, of course, yeah. Of course, that wasn't, I'm sure that wasn't helping anyway. Even if I wasn't sensitive <laughs> to it, that wouldn't, that wouldn't help the weight wise anyway. But yeah, that I think... Uh, getting that that test done and finding that out and then taking the year of just eating i mean i still ate some stuff that i that i enjoyed i was able to you know find foods that i enjoyed and eat a lot of those but yeah eliminating stuff that i wasn't that i just my system couldn't handle i eliminated it all for a year mm-hmm. and then slowly introduced some things back and yeah i mean like now Jeez, what's it been? It's been almost eight months, eight, nine months where I've just been eating the same way. Yeah. And I've been, I'm mel- like, like I say, say to you, still losing I, don't, weight. I don't know how I'm still losing weight. I didn't know I had anything left to lose, but yeah, I'm still dropping weight and I'm not, I don't feel like I've lost any strength or anything like that. Not that I, but I, I don't lift heavy weights at all. I can't mm-hmm. work out with weights or anything. Yeah. It, th- this has been the, the most success I've had with an eating plan. And I, I love the way I feel. I love the way I look and I like the foods that I'm eating. So it's, it's been, it's been this for Sounds me. Sounds like you're winning. Yeah. For me, I think this may be, and this is probably the longest I've gone on any kind of an eating plan mm-hmm. other than the tuna and rice from yeah. years ago. But even with the tuna and rice, I would have, you know, cheat days and stuff like that. Now, mm-hmm. like I don't even have, I haven't had a cheat day and I don't know how long it's been. Uh, unless you count Thanksgiving where I ate everything that was at the table and I might, I think what did I have like a slice of pecan pie or something? You right? had meat pie. You had, yeah, but that was yeah. Meat. no, I know, but there was crust. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you did have a slice of pie. Yeah. And that was it. I think that's all that I've had it. for, for a long time. Yeah. And again, I, I think I'm okay to have that kind of stuff when, when I eat so good for months on end, it's, oh, yeah. it's okay. I mean, unlike me where it's like, I've got a date with eating healthy cheat day. Yeah. You were, <laughs> what was it the other day? You're like, I've gone two days without sugar. I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> Come talk to me when it's been two months. <laughs> I'm teasing, but yeah. Baby I, steps, honey. Yeah, baby exactly. Steps. Baby steps. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, for me, that was, that's definitely, that'd be my answer would be now. My, how I'm currently eating. Yeah, I'm not going to get into too specific uh, what I'm doing, but yeah. Anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Just uh, if you are, you know, just everything we said already and, and 
just believe you can do something mm-hmm. and just know going into it that it's going to take time and just prepare yourself for that and stick to it. Stick to your yeah. program. Stick to your plan. If you fall off the is. horse, get back up. Yeah, just get back on. If you if you uh, you stray from the path, just find the path again. Get mm-hmm. back on it. Just keep walking. That's all. That's all. It takes time. It takes time. But you stick with it. Be consistent. Give it time. And you'll do all right. So... If uh, anybody wants to get in touch with us, my beautiful trophy wife, where can they find us on social media? I know we have a Twitter account, right? We do, at Pod. And we have Instagram, too? Podcast. Uh-huh. And what's our uh, web address? www.homewreckerpodcast.com. There it is. So, Yay! <laughs> so please feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know about any kind of diet successes or failures or headaches that you've had in your life are you doing something that's working for you let us know share your success with us and everyone yeah absolutely absolutely that's what it's all about it's all about just uh doing what's healthy and what's best for you so if you've had success yeah share it with us we'd love to hear from you and if you haven't already please go on over to itunes hit the subscribe button and if you get a minute and you like what you hear Leave us a five-star review. It helps us to grow the show, and it helps to raise our profile on Apple iTunes as well. Please and thank you. Yes. So until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alexarion. I have been joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, portion-controlling... Cadbury mini-egg-eating... Sugar addicted. (laughs) My trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. Well, mine is too. Just watch your mouth or I'll sit on you. The word is out. Better treat me right. Cause I'm the king of cellulite. Ham on. Ham on. Ham on whole wheat. All right. My zippers bust, my buckles break. I'm too much man for you to take. The pavement cracks when I fall down. I've got more chins than Chinatown. But I never used a phone booth, and I never seen the toes.
better give me plenty space If I tell you that I'm hungry Then won't you feed my face Because I'm fine. 